Where is innovation born? And where do new ideas come from? Can only creative professionals generate exciting ideas? Or do viable concepts have to come from within the industry? How and where do curious minds meet? Today, we take a look at a place where real innovation happens. Sweet people, how's it going? Are you looking for the sweet spot of your brand? Well, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the Sweet Spot Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Zeus, and today I'm talking to Raffaela Seitz. She is the co-lead of the Cross Innovation Hub at Hamburg Kreativgesellschaft, which means Hamburg Creative Society. I talked to Raffaella about the innovation landscape in Germany, the differences in creative and innovation culture, and which trends or technology will drive innovation in the future. This is a great talk for everyone who's looking to integrate new ideas and innovation into their company, and for all creatives who want to engage more with the corporate world. So please enjoy my talk to Raffaella Seitz. Welcome to The Sweet Side. This is The Sweet Spot Podcast with Mark Zeus, investigating entrepreneurship, purpose, and the creative life. Sweet people, another week, another show. Today, I welcome in the studio Raffaella Seitz. Nice to have you. Nice to be here. Thank you very much for inviting. <laughs> sure. Nice to have you here. So I just wondered, it's a Tuesday. It's the, uh, it's the little Monday this week. It does um, feel like it. It does feel like it. Um, <laughs> you told me when you arrived, you had, a, you had a day full of meetings. Very exciting day. How does the start of the week look like in an innovation hub? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think it changes from week to week, but like um, on a regular base, um, I co-lead this project. And um, so I have like my jour fix mm -hmm. um, with a second co-lead and we're just having a look together what's like priorities of the week and uh, what, yeah, what's, what's, what's up, right? So yeah. that's how we always start into the week. A lot of fires to put out maybe. Yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I wondered if I look at the, or my, my little share of experience with innovation and startup and founding culture and all of that, you always need to have one eye on the market. What's happening? Are there new investments in the, for example, social media networks, new investments floating in there? What are big players in the market doing? Do you also always monitor that is that something that you catch up on at the beginning of the week do you have like strategy what's happening in the world in the innovation hubs of the world something like that happening i don't think that we're, we're doing it like on a very in a very strategic way i think we're like monitoring throughout mm -hmm. and i think we're also like in a very special period of our project where it's about sort of like the eject period like we're coming to an end with our funding and yeah. we are almost ready to start the new period so it's a lot about you know like what do we want to achieve before mm -hmm. 
starting a next round of cross innovation have so yeah. we, we do scanning but it's not like the strategic start of the week yeah, yeah yeah okay okay i get that you know before i think we before we dive in to your job and what the hamburg kreativgesellschaft the hamburg creative society actually does i really want to dig into your story because you have a pretty interesting um, job biography so far you worked at theaters museums you worked as an innovation strategist so you worked kind of at the interface of art society and business and at first sight to me that looked like you're just a very curious person following your maybe intuition or wherever yeah and the next opportunity led you but through different sectors you know i wonder if there a connection between the jobs or what guided you on your on your path Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm like really, really very curious mind. And mm-hmm. I, I remember like after school, I was so proudly interested that I, that I couldn't really make a decision, you know, what to really go for. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I really knew was, okay, I, I want to travel, I want to learn languages, but I didn't have the guts to just mm. do it. You know, uh, so my parents said, hey, come on, let's just start with studying first and then you can do all the international experience. And then basically I just stumbled a bit into business administration studies in Mannheim. Mm-hmm. And it felt like sort of interesting, but not what I really wanted to do because it was too much focused on yeah on on business and just in a very instrumental way and that wasn't what i considered um studies to be all about and research so um it was quite clear i needed to change that path and um then after doing some internships i had like um um, i took myself a semester to do a conscious decision sort of Mm -hmm. And I was in international marketing because that would have been the area I would have been most interested in yeah. with business administration. Did you did you finish business administration or did you cut it off? I took it with me as a major. Okay. Um, so I, I changed paths mm-hmm, sort of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that practical semester in, in my back, I, I felt like, okay, it, 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 it should probably be architecture, psychology, or cultural sciences. Amazing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I get it. So yeah. I was still quite a bit fraught. Uh, and it ended up with cultural sciences, but it could have been architecture in Berlin mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. the same or you know and uh, yeah i took business administration as one major with me because i th- thought you know having sort of that business background does make sense anyway yeah. you yeah. know 100%. and another major that i then chose was was arts um uh, visual arts studies and so i mean there was always that passion for culture there, there was always that passion for different um cultural creative fields mm-hmm. uh and i think like this whole studies of culture and science was just a, a research and university boost for my mind yeah. the way that i wanted to have it like in this humboldt sense yeah. uh and then it's i we i started like or had the big luck that we started with um, a practical semester where Daniel Liebeskind, the architect, was involved. Oh, and nice. we did, and it was about, you know, how we imagined the university fit for the future in a civic society of the 21st century. Yeah. And, you know, like 
all of the potential behind cultural science sort of laid out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. And I was just into 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 that. And um, then, like also in the past, there were always humans that sort of inspired me along the path to take another step. And so I remember one of my um, um, profs um, at um, at Lüneburg. She did her PhD in London mm -hmm. at that time at um, University College in Art History. So I first heard about that option. And after yeah, after my studies in cultural science, I said, okay, I need to have that international push now. And I'm like very intrigued by that history of art study at that university with its like uh, political focus also mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. i just uh went there and that was like really one of the best experiences that i have ever had because there were like so many international minds uh that uh from so many different countries and the only thing that sort of we shared was the passion for history and art yeah and yeah so wow. um yeah going to doing like the practical or approaching that practical experience in theater museums museums etc i think yeah it's just um yeah it, ha it all has its origin in like pure curiosity and yeah. and i really yeah. appreciate your your story because that sounds like you had the guts to follow your intuition and follow your curiosity which well a lot of people take the other road right they say okay i study something that i know I can get this and this job that I have this kind of security or whatever influence they might choose. But just following your creative passion and your curiosity really can lead to some amazing experiences and obviously to great jobs. So yeah, amazing. So, I mean, today you work for the, for the Hamburg Kreativgesellschaft, which I translated as Hamburg Creative Society. There is no official um, translation, sweet people. Um, Before we get into your job, how would you say your your path of education and experiences led you into the field of innovation? Or is this just something that you can apply your talents? Or is this really, I can imagine it checks a lot of boxes on what you're curious about, culture, society, creativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think sort of, yeah. I think it's sort of an expression. It's just an expression of my curiosity. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's on a sort of like going that path naturally led me into <laughs> this position. Mm -hmm. So like I remember when I was doing or after doing the history of Artmaster, it was like out of personal reason that I knew I wanted to come back to Hamburg. And um, knowing that I wanted to come back to Hamburg, there were like this, there was this decision to be made, okay, do I go into the cultural field? Mm -hmm. Or do I go into the business field? And then I just answered it like to myself in a way of saying, okay, I can always go back to the culture and creative or into the culture, to the cultural field, but it's harder to get into the back into the business context. Mm -hmm. So when considering the business context, what it would actually like Be the field that I want to act within yeah. okay yes and then it naturally came to my mind it needs to be sort of innovation because yeah. it's about yeah discovering and yeah. pioneering and being able to be curious on a daily basis and questioning the status quo throughout yeah, yeah. amazing and I found 
well, I studied innovation management with more of a business focus, but still I appreciated the, yeah, the different experiences that teachers or practitioners bring into the field. Because it's similar to my original profession in advertising and design. I mean, design is a craft, definitely have to study it. But in advertising and copywriting and uh, even conception and strategy, a lot of people from all walks of life end up there. Some people did yoga before or had a, a crafty job or whatever, and they just found something where they can apply their creativity to. And I think innovation as a field, as a business field, also attracts a lot of different people. Very, very exciting. Yeah. So if I look up what the Hamburg Kreativgesellschaft does and I try to put it in a word, I would say you support creative professionals, mostly from Hamburg, I guess, in, yeah, with contemporary offerings that meet individual needs for their creative professions, for their outlets, but maybe you can describe way better what the Kreativgesellschaft actually does. I can try to. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Hamburg Kreativgesellschaft, or as you beautifully translated, <laughs> Hamburg Creative Society, um, is a um, publicly owned agency by the city of Hamburg, which, yeah, we understand ourselves, as you describe, as sort of the um, central point of contact for creatives here. Mm. Um, and with creatives, we mean creatives from all different sub-markets. Uh, sub and that means there are 11 sub-markets behind uh, due to a definition once given. Mm -hmm. So it's among many others, right? It's design, it's architecture, yeah. it's visual arts, performing arts, software and games, literature, film, and everything else that I forgot in this round. So, and we do that by innovation. innovation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think those agents, yeah, they, they are innovation drivers yeah. for sure. And yeah. that's like the origin of the, the project that, that I and um, the other team members work for. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, but Hamburg Kreativgesellschaft, yeah, we're, we're active in the fields of um, space. So if you're looking out for a temporary space to rent yep. in Hamburg or creative areas um, that that um, we sort of um, accompany the agents uh, in the tra transition yep. of those areas, um, it's about financing, getting yep. consulting in that um, field also. Um, and um, professionalization or qualification and in innovation. Mm -hmm. And part of the Kreativgesellschaft are also sub-market initiatives. Mm -hmm. So we have, for instance, Next Media, um, a media initiative, um, Game City for Games and Software also, and um, Design Centrum for Designers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just said it's initiated by the city of Hamburg. So... Do you know why they originally founded this? What was the what was the core idea of supporting Hamburg as a creative city? Would you say Hamburg is especially qualified as a creative city within Germany? Because most people listening from other countries would probably think of Berlin. Mm -hmm. yeah, so most what, what what would yeah. you say makes makes Hamburg special for? creative people, innovators, founders, maybe? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's well. Uh, there were like innovation there were drivers of course behind behind that initiative mm -hmm. in 2010 that's when we were founded 
And um, so we, uh, um, the initiative came out of the authorities for culture and media. And it was sort of, um, I think, you know, having to do with we need to have that Spielbein in Hamburg. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, how, how would you translate that into English? That playing lag? No, yeah. that's straightforward tra yeah. translation. Uh, we need to have, you know, some agents that are making things possible. Mm -hmm. And then very naturally, space was the field that action needed to t take place yeah. in. Yeah. And I think space is still um, the biggest need uh, that comes um, that that we um, that we uh, that we are aware of and yeah. that agents share with us. So. Um, Yeah, Hamburg versus Berlin. I think every city uh, needs, you know, like needs to support creatives and creatives make up cities that are attractive, make up that are they are the basis for good development, um, just naturally. Hallelujah. That's it. I, I think the same. Yeah. You just said something that really... That really struck me because you were talking about spaces and rooms to rent out and creative hubs and things that actually take place in real life, in the real world. Did you feel that changed during the pandemic or is post-pandemic everyone is even more looking forward to real life meetups, bringing something to life in a real room? Um, what is your experience? How did that change over the last two years? I think that like the wish for having such physical hubs will definitely increase mm -hmm. because like people are there are in need for those encounters because yeah. you know like we're talking about more than two years so there is you know I mean like I remember also within our team in the beginning it was just beautiful experimentation mm. transferring all innovation formats that we have into the digital space I mean there is so much play behind it yeah. beautiful but of course it's some I mean it, it's different if you're actually physically meeting someone I mean the connection can be more sustainable yeah. so yes appreciating everything that is possible in a digital space but longing for physical encounters. So yeah. I think uh, both is super important and hubs working in networks yeah. and um, naturally working digitally and physically yeah. together yeah. is, yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's it, it makes us fit for the future. And But I think what's also beautiful is after COVID or with COVID mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that it's, also, I think, you know, agents that were in this or organizations that didn't have that international collaboration beforehand can now more naturally incorporate that. Yeah. Well, I, I had the same feeling and some creatives I was talking to also felt like, hey, we really need to reconquer physical spaces. So, yeah, I, I can't wait how this is going to unfold in the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you told us a little bit about what the what the Kreativgesellschaft does in all different fields all over the city, connecting people um, in, in different disciplines. Um, and I mean, you co-lead the Cross Innovation Hub. That's where you work. You're dedicated to the, the conception and organization of cross-industry offerings. 
uh, in this field of cross-innovation hubs. So maybe we should start at the beginning. If someone's listening and like, okay, what are you guys talking about? What is cross-innovation? Maybe you can, <laughs> we can start at the very beginning. Um, how would you define cross-innovation? Yep, absolutely. Um, so yeah, um, I, I will define it. Yeah. So I work for this project, which is called Cross Innovation Hub. And it's like um, uh, a project that is co-founded by EU Money. And mm -hmm. we started with this whole project in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, and what is Cross Innovation all about? It's about sort of... Um, open structured open innovation formats with creatives um, and um, our mission is to or this whole project is about having the strong belief that creatives are innovation drivers and learning within this promotion period where their potentials are and how to actually leverage them mm-hmm mm -hmm. So um, it's basically always about um, cross-sector um, collaboration that is results-open but yet solution-oriented. Mm -hmm. So it's our learning task to find out how can we bring agents from the creative industries together with agents from other industries so that they can effectively work with each other on eye level. Yeah. And how can we make sure that creatives are being involved not only at a later point of time where they're only service providers, mm -hmm. but really on eye level, which means like in the really, really, really early period of innovation. You have, you, you cater to peers, the creative professionals and people from different industries that need some sort of or open for innovative projects um so how does your how do you how do, how do you structure that how do you set that up how does your yeah your work with the hub look like mm -hmm. yeah so there are like success factors for cross innovations mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we sort of bear in mind and part of it is like as you say um it's it's of course it's about the process and the methods mm -hmm. the whole facilitation of it um, it's about um, legal frameworks that we provide, yeah. financial frameworks um, and all of that. So it's about really, first of all, thinking about, okay, which could be like a matching format? Are we talking about a cross-innovation lab that mm -hmm. endures for several months? Uh, and does that lab actually need a subject or doesn't it? Is it consciously yeah. without a subject? And how many companies could actually be involved? And yeah. so we have like, um, or diving deeper into that one example of a cross innovation lab. Um, that's like just one format that we do. And uh, there we have like up to eight teams with eight challenges. Mm -hmm. um, and then at least two creatives per challenge that are being involved so the teams are the the industry teams the industry teams that need innovation that look They're, for innovation right okay. they are in need for it they mm -hmm. are paying to participate also yeah. because of course like creators are paid just as well yeah. and so there is a process um within it or there is a process where those creatives come together with the companies and there are periods where they work just as sub teams the creatives with the according mm -hmm. um, company but there are also points throughout this process where all of the company agents and all of the creative agents come together so that they can actually be wise crowds for each other yeah. also yeah. um so just to leverage as 
many potentials as possible because you have that wise temporarily mm. wise crowd yeah okay and that like or that means for example like we had um um in 2020 or in the beginning of 2020 we had um across innovation lab under the subject of climate so we were looking for companies yeah. from any industry that were that were searching for answers how to reduce um mm -hmm. their co2 co2 footprint in their business model yeah. And um, companies that participated came from the logistics, um, aviation, um, all sorts of, of branches. Yeah. And they do, were just, do they yeah. apply to you or how do you choose companies. the, the mm -hmm. companies you want to work with? Um, they... Yeah, well, but, but we we always have open call because we're a public intermediary. Mm. So we always have open calls into any direction. Uh, but then it 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 with company it works like first come first serve. Yeah. Um yeah. so we're not being anyhow restrictive. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah. Okay. Okay, that's super interesting. And okay, that's the that's the industry side and how do you pick the creatives what do they bring to the table are they innovators are they specialized in their creative niche how mm -hmm. does that look like mm -hmm. yeah so of course it always goes hand in hand with those open calls yeah. and often we have jury uh, juries that decide which creatives are participating and i think like generally speaking of innovation programs that we conduct it's always those visionary minds that we look for um, it's never limited to mm -hmm. one submarket only. You know, we know, of, of course, that designers, for instance, they are super intersect. They're like the intersectional super players. Mm -hmm. They can always, um, they always have like Standbein yeah. competencies, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like uh, competencies that are just that always match uh, plans that companies bring into mm -hmm. that processes. But we consciously always involve also people with Spielbein competencies yeah. that are not that obvious yeah. to the plans or Maybe challenges. Maybe we should translate this for the English audience. Yes. There's this concept you, you, you quote, two legs, and one is your standing leg, which mm -hmm. you are rooted in your, in your craft and your routines, and you have a lot of experience under your belt, and then you have the so-called playing or mm -hmm. gaming leg it's like modeling you're always mm -hmm. standing on one leg and the other one can be spread out you can play with that mm -hmm. and um i guess that's that's what you're referring to right mm -hmm. that some yes. some people are rooted in let's say design and they have a business approach and they learn how to manage intersections between art and craftsmanship and, and business and all of this and then you maybe have creators from other fields like music or visual arts or architects yes. or something that are more playful and bring new methods yes something like that yeah it's something like that okay. and also like or when you think about like building um and like building a new or creating a new building that is fit for the future let's mm -hmm. say 20 years from now it's sort of obvious then in that case to involve architects yeah. but it may not be obvious to include people from the performing arts but then again actually it does make sense because they work together with humans it's a lot about interaction it's a lot about what do humans actually do with space so getting into yeah. those shoes of users or future users it's super crucial and 
you and your team, you're curating this whole process, yeah. which is amazing because that's actually, I mean, that's the one of the deciding factors if this, or let's say the quality of innovation or the long-term effectiveness of the, of the innovation is really rooted in this curation process. As you just said, mm -hmm. we're looking for the building of the future. Of course, you could do like um, architects and designers that do um, guiding systems or whatever. But yeah, involving, let's say, live performers, people working with other people, That's that's amazing. How do you that's how do you pick them? How do you curate the assembly, the Avengers team of creators for your for your mm -hmm. new round? Mm -hmm. So differently, like we really often work with um, juries. Um, so and in those juries, we have like people that we think you know have that mind for making mm -hmm. the right choice. Mm -hmm. And um, it's always people from the creative side, but also from uh, like quotation mark non-creative side yeah. um so through juries but then again also we when we have like pools of creatives that are being involved we may also just do um um formats where they can make a decision themselves you know so like for instance in a lab where there is seven eight teams of companies with their very different challenges why do we have to match the creatives mm -hmm. um to to those challenges it's beautiful and it does make sense that they can actually match themselves because yeah. they see where their interests lie they see what they could possibly leverage in which team so mm -hmm. we always you know kind of play with where wish they do it themselves and where are we like being dominant and yeah. telling them where to go good move smart move so okay and then you bring those people together and i guess it's a certain amount of time that they work together mm -hmm. how many months how many weeks mm -hmm. it's one run or sprint or i don't know how you call yeah. it yeah yeah so in that example it's three to four months mm -hmm. But we also do um, formats that are just like a one-day workshop or mm -hmm. so. But like being very strict in the way of saying it, it needs to be like this one diamond where there is a period of divergence and you increase for complexity. You yeah. involve many perspectives and yeah. then again you go consciously go into a period of divergence and condense yeah. towards a first draft of solution. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, I really love that. I think it's super exciting. Um, I'm going to bounce a little theory off of you later um, about creativity and innovation. But bef before that, I really want to, I really want to understand the whole the whole construct of your cross innovation hub. So there's an, as I said, you curate the whole process, and also there's maybe an overarching agenda. Agenda, like I said in the beginning, are you interested in global trends? problems um, innovation that maybe helps with a certain topic that needs a solution so how do you you said you do something the architecture of the future um, sustainability how do you curate these overall topics for the innovation hubs mm -hmm. yeah um Well, we, we're doing it, I think, by monitoring, but also by, no, by monitoring, actually. Mm -hmm. um, what, what are the needs that, that um, the 
business sector currently has and that the society also has like yeah. or you know for example if you're just looking up the regional innovation strategy of hamburg there are mm -hmm. those five uh, future fields Uh, being named like for instance climate and energy mobility okay. health the classics the classics yeah. and of course then we have the of course like we have like the the um the nice uh chance uh, of making a conscious choice mm -hmm. so like in the last um last month we consciously made this choice uh, for sustainability topics yeah. where yeah. we said okay it, it is time for climate action how can we actually contribute to it yeah. now that we understand like uh, what this cross innovation process is all about mm -hmm. um, and companies are of course having the, the this challenge yeah. um, to uh, to meet uh, meet meet the goals um, how, how can we help um, achieving letting achieve yeah. it for huge responsibility But really, I don't know. We're taking it on, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if you <laughs> we need feel to take it on. Like you make an impact, and yeah, have 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 purpose in your work. I mean, that's that's just amazing. So, all sweet people listening, and say, okay, I really want to join in. Does the company have to be located in Hamburg to mm -hmm. apply? No, it doesn't. It okay. doesn't necessarily. Most companies. Um, Most companies in the past were based in Hamburg, but we're absolutely open for others as well. So good news for everyone listening. You can Very apply from all over the world. Yeah. Amazing. Come to Hamburg. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so, okay, to make it more concrete, do you have any examples you can actually talk about? I don't know how the compliance works, but maybe we can beep out the, the actual names or something. Because mm -hmm. if... If anyone is listening who's not aware of this whole innovation culture or what can I expect as an outcome, mm -hmm. um, what do I walk away with? Let's say I work three to four months with creative peer group mm -hmm. and you curating the whole process. Mm -hmm. What can I actually take away from it? Sweet people, are you looking for a creative boost, some inspiration, or you want to solve a problem in a creative way? Check out my Meet Your Muse Creative Coaching. This coaching is a creative boost for brand owners or marketing and design teams. We'll focus on a specific challenge or question and we will find a variety of creative ways to solve it. From brand, product strategy, to design and marketing tasks, or your content strategy and storytelling. Boost your creativity and find innovative solutions. I will help you to develop and curate ideas and strategies to solve your creative challenge. Find the right questions to ask, break down creative blockages, find ideas that can be implemented immediately and are effective in the long term. Meet your muse now. Check out sweetspot-studio.com to get in touch. And now, Let's get back to the show. Okay, so there is there is like a whole variety also on our website. So mm -hmm. just spoiling a little bit at that point. Um, just go enter cross innovation cases. Hamo Creative Gesellschaft. You have some examples there, but um, apart from that, I think you have first drafts, first concepts and first prototypes mm -hmm. you know like in this current period you don't have more than that 
um, sure. um, but we're actually targeting to get deeper into that whole period of realization mm -hmm. where we hadn't had our focus on um, yet. So, um, and going in, into more concrete cases, of course, like it depends on which innovation programs we're talking about. Are we talking about innovation programs um, in terms of product, service, process innovation, or business model innovation? You can just pick your favorite I one or most surprising one. one. Yes. Okay. So um, I think one beautiful example is um, a very big aviation team that participated um, in this climate lab um, and as it seems they they should get um, they should get promotion for the concept that they handed in and so what they did in the lab they haven't met before mm -hmm. there are just some small and medium-sized companies um, that wanted to do something in the avi aviation sector and um, they developed a concept a spatial concept um, which is um, cradle to cradle mm -hmm. um, okay and they handed in that concept um, so that's still a little bit abstract to make it more concrete the cross innovation class which is sort of like the lab but it, we're working with students there mm -hmm. um, they developed um, like um, a bike handle um, which um, which through crowd sensing and um, um, warns you um, where many ex where accidents take place or naturally take oh. place. So you just got Smart. that mobile mobile warning uh, system with you along the way. Yeah. And yeah, so they came up with this prototype. Or uh, um, what's another prototype that was developed was like an um, augmented reality uh, um digital twin for predictive maintenance a twin for a machine or for a human being for a machine okay in that case <laughs> ah! <laughs> because <laughs> maintenance would sound chance. amazing for a human <laughs> okay i need to work out otherwise i need maintenance that's cool yeah. okay wow <sighs> exciting stuff exciting stuff so you talked about the the teams from the companies from the industry teams that come there what kind of people do companies usually send into the innovation lab? Is it like the product owners, the management team, the hands-on craftsmen? Um, who's usually participating? Or is there like in your experience a, a best case team um, with different yeah, skill levels inside that team? Yeah, I think like in those sort of lab-like formats, it's always, yeah, it's as you said, it's um, it's often it's product managers, um, it's people from research and development, it's innovation managers, marketing people. When, it, um, when it's small or medium-sized companies, it's also um, the directors mm -hmm. um, themselves that participate. Um and yeah, and then I think in the end, it's, it's always just important. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty much up to the, the challenge or the, the, the plans that they're bringing into the yeah. process when we're giving like in this kickoff talks and uh, like try to consider, okay, who, 
who who should you actually uh, so you um, involve? Them. Yes, so we okay. have yes always like sort yeah. of okay. Wh what's the process like? Uh, when is it important to involve whom? Uh, also, like uh, considering okay, there is like a public opening or there is a public closing. Mm -hmm. Not everyone should be like involved all the time, but hey, those are the chances where yeah. you can actually um, really leverage sort yeah. of the trans yeah. transformation potential and make sure that um, that uh, that the solutions being created are not buffering yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards, we talked about the city and the rooms you rent out and the teams and the creatives from different sections. If I take that to maybe a meta level or something i would say it's a lot about also culture innovation culture culture within the teams or the creative crafts and the companies that come in i think innovation startup industry or founders entrepreneurs in general um it has a lot to do with the mentality and the culture maybe also of the team, but also of the country. So if you as the Kreativgesellschaft, how do you see the German innovation culture or creative culture compared to the international competition? So if someone is listening to this, what do you think works out amazing here? What can we do better? Um, yeah, I really wondered how, how you <laughs> view that. Yeah, that's super interesting. I think what's for sure that like innovation culture is like the premise uh, mm -hmm. for anything to collaboratively um, develop. Yeah. And I think it's like one of the key finding in any innovation program that we're doing that we always have to set a big focus of making up that culture in the beginning. And there's always that very big need that if that culture is not already lived out within this companies, mm -hmm. There is, there's always like, like this market niche that you could just go into yeah. afterwards. So when it comes to Germany, okay, that's interesting. Um, I think, I mean, like, like in the US, you have like this super technology driven mm -hmm. maker um, mindset. Mm -hmm. Whereas like sort of in Europe, um, or partly mm -hmm. you have like a more critical stance and then maybe also like a bit slower. Mm -hmm. uh, but then again, that also has like its own qualities. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, I always like to, to think like beyond those limits, like of this, of a city or yeah. like a region, because in the end, I mean, like what innovation culture is all about is about collaboration mm -hmm. and it's about open innovation and it's about trying to do that in a way that is also fine for the society and yeah. um yeah. so it goes beyond any borders i think or i had a talk with uh, um with the agency owner a creative from the u.s And we also debated this because he worked with German clients and I worked with clients from the US. And I think there are some differences, but just as you said, if you assemble them and they work together as a team, you can really make the most of it. I think there's more, yeah, maybe maybe more openness, more lightheartedness about technology and really 
diving deep into technology on a wide scale, maybe in the US market, also in the Asian market, I guess. Um, I think the the capital is also very differently distributed in the US. A lot more venture capital, a lot more risk taking on the on the capital side as well as on the founder side. There's not a lot of fear of failure because this this hero's journey of a founder is always connected there with fail, fail again, fail again until you succeed. And how, do you experience this here in Germany that this is finally shifting because i sometimes think we're still a little bit stuck especially if you're not on the creative or professional innovation side people are sometimes really stuck in okay this is my line of work this is the seventh approval for a concept and there's kind of a fear of failure can you can you break this in the teams you work with yes We always tried to break it. Yes. But I think you, because you beautifully, I think, summed it up and captured it. Uh, we tried to break it. So, like, it's always about this, yeah, understanding, deciding, making, testing again. Mm -hmm. You may fail, whatever. You're just continuing. You're learning. So, it's all about this mutual learning mindset and getting into that maker mood. And it's beautiful. And I think it's also crucial to be and stay critical and i think creatives are just so good in that because they're yeah. like super problem sensitive and but then again have like have the courage to say fuck it yeah. let's just do that in a different way and we'll get there yeah. so we we try to make it possible um, so that is a lot about culture then mm -hmm. and that's like a very crucial very very crucial within any process yeah. yeah so you really you pick your your creatives also in terms of who can maybe get this culture across into the companies that apply or is that something you actively work on with them and have little coaching motivation sessions like let's let's fail let's successfully let's fail. fail together or something i don't know yeah yeah i don't know yeah i mean it has to be the right minds and one mm -hmm. has to say We are, we are always um, accompanying those processes and, you know, concepting those things, but we are also collaboratively doing that with super experts in it and work together with very experienced moderators um, whose work we truly appreciate. Mm -hmm. So they also, of course like substantially help us. But like when I remember, I remember one lab team it was so beautiful like where there was also like a very visionary radical mind uh a journalist and he just pulled all the questions out there so how radical can we actually be because i would like to de de dig deeper into your business model because this is not going to work out yeah and okay okay so this is like too strict and too radical for you okay but then i would like to see like where we can leverage mm -hmm. uh most potential yeah. and having that space to raise those questions in the early period of innovation and having that time to actually do the research in it yeah. with the right persons whoever they they may be product mm -hmm. innovation research mm -hmm. and development whatever that's beauty like yeah. or you know like that's beauty yeah yeah asking the right questions yeah it's beautiful that you can find this space within your within your program it's really good 
as I said, I, I want to bounce the theory off of you because I, as I said, I studied design and innovation management and I found there's a, obviously, because you bring companies that seek innovation and creatives together, but I think there's a big, I mean, there are differences between innovation culture and management and creative work but i think there are some common denominators that really overlap like let's say fear of failure trying things again being playful about it but also like limiting factors like time pressure limited resources in terms of men women power um financing all of that stuff how do you see that do you agree that creativity and innovation have an overlapping and maybe where do you see the difference are there limits to to each sector that maybe they can help each other out um for sure there are very many overlaps and you could never say like okay so the creatives or the agents from the sub markets are the creative ones and the others aren't you know i think if you're if you're consciously working as a good professional within the innovation mm -hmm. field you must be creative mm -hmm. Uh, but how can they help each other out? I, I think they're like having, you know, going through those different submarkets, there are just some qualities behind that are so specific and mm -hmm. that they can, they can be beautifully transferred to those, you know, to those blind spots others yeah. cannot um crest to well let's yeah. say like you take an architect um thinking in space in physical space you know w space can be anything actually i mean space can be a liminal space mm -hmm. it can be a, I, i don't know there is something else which is you know being sort of open up and i think what what creatives have what well it's it's very hard to say like like there's this one answer to it but let's take you have an innovation manager from a big company mm -hmm. okay creative mind within a structured very well structured organization naturally having networks to uh, with other innovation managers mm -hmm. but very much on the business side only yeah. not working within those very fluid networks where creatives naturally work within beyond organizational limits yeah. and yeah. you know working i don't know and then it depends of course to the submarket working with their hands working with technology developing develop technology mm -hmm. further working with a gamer perspective you know yeah. like yeah. so what's where's the hit to it and yeah. um yeah. And of course, like if you have like someone who's very good in business administration, there are qualities to this discipline and um, that that uh, creatives can learn a lot from. Yeah. And so it's always about this mutual learning. And so with our work, we're just tapping into some blind spots of yeah. so many blind spots that we yeah. all have in our daily life. But that's that's an amazing that's an amazing word for it. I really love that. There are the sweet spots and there are the blind spots. <laughs> I really like that. True. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 And again, it comes down to what you said in the beginning to just collaborate and just yes. bring people with potentially curious minds in one room. It's really cool. Yeah. 
Well, let's let's take a look into the future together because you are so involved with innovation and creative working. What do you think? Which trends or technology will you be working with and will yeah make a make a big imprint on the innovations of the future within the next years? Is there something that you're really keen to work with? Is there something that you're skeptical about? I'm I'm very open. Like I think there are like subjects which are topics that are just currently really pressing mm -hmm. that are just yeah. I think pushing into that whole field of innovation when asking yourself so what is innovation all about mm -hmm. is it about developing the next new product the next new service that again nobody actually needs like putting it like in a negative term I think or I truly believe it shouldn't what, what innovation is all about um, so I think this whole discussion and talk about innovation should always have that shift of circular innovation sort of or you know how can it actually has have a good business impact but again also like in a socially uh, yeah. and planetarily good way so I'm sort of like triving but all of those yeah. sustainability topics And and with within technology, it's yeah. I mean, like, what? How can artificial intelligence help us? What is this whole metaverse is all about? What are mm -hmm. the options that are just going along all of those developments yeah. Um, yeah. within those um, important uh, action fields yeah. that that we can shape yeah. our work with? Yeah, totally. Well, I, I, I like that. I, I respect that you really think in terms of society and cultural fields where we need to take action and not driven by, let's say, the metaverse, Earth 2.0 or whatever. Yeah, it's a good, necessary perspective, I think. Yeah. And for the sweet people listening who can also listen to German podcasts, I can recommend my talk from last year with uh, Karel Golter. He's... Uh, He's, he talked a lot in our interview. It's in German, though, but if you can understand it, listen to it. We talked a lot about circular design, circular economy, and yeah, also the responsibility of innovators and designers when it comes to that. I have two questions I ask all my guests at the, yes. at the end. Do it. So first of all, I really wondered what is next for you, for the Creative Society? Um, how can people apply? Are there new courses new hops planned what's happening next Ooh, there's a lot of stuff working uh, going on so please always check our website It's for any open call for sure um so um i don't know i mean we're doing like currently or we're, we're doing a second round of creative future academy where it's mm -hmm. about like boosting the creatives that need some or maybe need some more boost within that digitization yeah. super trend and necessity um we're hopefully starting with the cross innovation with this next promotion period by mm -hmm. the beginning of next year yeah. uh, and uh, with that we want to learn a bit more and go deeper into strategic foresight also so the very early period of yeah. uh, innovation yeah. but also like pushing it a bit more to towards realization um so we're just very happy for all creative visionaries that want to be also involved 
Um, there is a big project which is called Freiflächen Free Spaces um, within our um, space team where there is a whole lot of temporary space yeah. available in Hamburg currently with super interesting uh, pop-up creatives doing their things there. Yeah. Um, so check out. That's that's a nice thing. I put it all in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah, please. Yeah. So there are a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks. So, and my last question is, is there anything that really inspires you right now? Could be book, movie, shows, talks, whatever it is. Is there something you want to share with us that you say this inspires you right now or maybe always? <laughs> but that wouldn't be something for the note, but where like really inspires me like on a daily basis as I live together with my nephew, my niece, you know, like children's perspective yeah. that's really like that inspires me on a daily base and i think it matches like this whole innovation sector in a good way because learning how to unlearn yeah. or undo things and being sort of like a blind spot a blanket mm -hmm. paper again is like the best um or is it sort of to some extent, it's a premise, right? Yeah. To make to make big thinking in the innovation field. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. It's a very good segue into cultivating your own creativity or maybe even curiosity. Amazing. Rafaela, thank you so much. I think we came full circle. We started with your curiosity, went through creatives, industries, and now we ended up with a call to action for all sweet people listening. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much. Beautiful invitation. Yes, it is. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Sweet people, are you now also hungry for innovation? <laughs> I really enjoyed talking to Rafaela. She's a truly curious mind, always looking for new challenges and ways to provoke new ideas. I appreciate what the Hamburg Kreativgesellschaft is doing with the Cross Innovation Hub, bringing companies and creatives together to create sustainable ideas, concepts and even prototypes. If you want to learn more about the Cross Innovation Hub, check out the show notes. And if you want to work on your own creative ideas and solutions, visit my website sweetspot-studio.com and sign up for one of my Meet Your Muse creative coachings. That's it for today. I'll be back with another show in two weeks. So stay tuned and I'll hear you on the sweet side. This podcast is produced by Sweet Spot Studio. New episodes each week, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, leave a rating and subscribe to never miss an episode. Find out more at sweetspot-studio.com.